Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Good afternoon, and welcome to the garden this afternoon. Um, I want to thank Voice America, 7th Wave Radio, for making it possible for me to be here today. And welcome to the Mosaic Garden. My name is Christy Allen, and I am the Mosaic Shaman. I am the owner of the Mosaic Healing Gardens and Soul Healers Path Life Coaching. You can find out more about me and my upcoming event. It's a two-day spirit meditation dance retreat and healing weekend that will be happening in Grand Junction, Colorado on July 16th and 17th at Yoga West Community. You can look that up on um, soulhealerspath.com and yogawestcommunity.com. So this will be a really fun way to move energy through movement of dance, music, writing, meditation, and art. And you will be creating a mosaic mandala to take home to use in your meditation. Hope to see you there. Today we are going to be creating in the garden and the seeds of possibility to release negative emotions from the mind that cause dis-ease that can then manifest in disease in the body. If you joined me last week, you had the treat of listening to, De- to Venus DeMarco, the author of Fearless and her journey that healed breast cancer. You can see more about Venus at venusdemarco.org. Or listen again into the archives here in Voice America, 7th Wave. Or go to my website, soulhealerspath.com, and you can listen again. I am so glad you have taken the time to join me today. As we explore the path that leads to a healthy and happy life. In this episode, we're going to be talking about three feet from the edge, and I'd like to add breathe to that. Standing on the edge of our lives... And finding a path down is what we're going to be talking about. So my question today to all of you out there is, have you ever felt you were standing on the edge all alone after having experiences in your life that made you feel like jumping? And if so, would you like to have had the skills or have the skills in those experiences and the, pro- and the problems that came from the stories with ease and not disease. So I'm going to teach you some skills today. We're going to talk about the path down. We're also going to talk about what it feels like to sit and stand on the edge. And oftentimes when we get to that place, we so long to have somebody to sit there with us and to understand that we're there. And uh, a lot of times the people that around us that love us so much, they are so uncomfortable with the feelings that you're having that are causing feelings in them that they might even be part of the reason that you want to jump and they don't really listen and understand what it feels like to be sitting on the edge. Those trapped emotions that we keep inside are like weeds and if left to grow, they can take over the garden and lead you to that very edge we're talking about. And so we're going to be working with those releasing trapped emotions. We're going to be doing this over this series of of several weeks here. And um, today, 
I will sit on the edge with you and show you that there is a path that leads down the canyon of your life. And the reason I can do that is because I was able to find that path myself. And I was able to have great people show me where that path was. And I had people in my life that were great teachers that were willing to sit on the edge with me. If you are willing to step back three feet from the edge, I will share with you techniques to make that descent down the path easier. There will be a guided schematic meditation at the last of the program. I am also going to gift a 30-minute healing session to the first three people to email me at soulhealerspath.com or you can go to my personal email, which is healingart.kp at gmail.com. You can find me at both those places or you can call in at 866-472-5795 during the show today. I'm going to have a guest today and his name is Robert McKendrick. He's an amazing photographer who has the gift of catching the energy of a picture. He has an instinctual ability to reach out when his photography and bring in this energy of healing, that when you look at a piece, you feel touched by it. He also had the experience of sitting on the edge and having some skills that taught him how to, to find the trail down. You can see his work on rmck.smugmug.com. Or you can go to gallerymoab.com where his work is displayed um, in the gallery here. And you can also get it online. He's going to share his journey of moving from the edge and finding the trail down the mountain with you. I want to tell you that there is a trail. And it is beautiful. And there are people on that trail that have hiked it many times. And those are the people you want to go to when you're getting direction down the ledge. It does no good to talk to the people who live miles away, who aren't even sure there's an edge there. It, it doesn't any good to talk to the person sitting on the edge that wants to jump too, because they don't know that there's a way down. So we're going to talk today about what it looks like to find the people in your life, the people that are going to guide you off of that ledge. So, we are going to start with some of the people that I have learned from. Some of the people that showed up in my life to help me off the edge. You know, if you're asking people that are hiking the trail with you, they don't always know where it's going either. But if you're asking people that have already hiked on this trail, they're going to tell you where the best places are to camp, where the water is, what the trail's like in different seasons. And of course, this trail I'm talking about is the journey you're taking in your own life. And the reason they can tell you this is because they have hiked the trail before and some of them have even lived on the trail and they understand it. So if you wanted to learn to cook, you wouldn't go to a car- carpenter and ask him how to cook. And if you wanted to build a bathroom on your house, you, you wouldn't go to a musician to ask him how to do that unless they knew about those skills. So the problem we have sometimes is that we go to the people that are familiar to us asking them for the skills that we need to get off of the ledge, to deal with the problems that are coming up and how, how to get rid of these emotions. And a lot of those people don't know how because they haven't had to deal with them themselves. And sometimes... 
Those people might even be family members, like I said before, that really love you and they really care about you, but they just don't know how to deal with with the problem that's coming up. So where do we go to look for that? Well, my journey took me to to, um, the I Can Do convention, and I learned about the healing through Louise Hayes' work and Dr. Wayne Dyer's. I had some really awesome teachers, and I looked at their lives, and I saw their lives were going in the direction that I wanted to go, and that qualified them to me to help me down the path because they had already taken that journey or were still taking that journey. Now, I want you to look at this path and I want you to see that it winds itself down off the ledge and it goes into this beautiful valley. And if you're listening, you can hear this calling from the valley telling you there's something more. There's something healing in this valley. And how do we get from the edge to that valley is what we're going to talk about today. And I want to share a little bit of a, tri- a, a story I have that happened in my life about six years ago when I decided to step on the shaman path and I ended up in Peru and um, training with some Peruvian shamans, the Caros. And um, as I was there with a group of people, we were going to hike into Machu Picchu and we were hiking the Inca Trail. Now, when you're on your trail, there's several ways to get to where you want to get to the valley. And for me, hiking the Inca Trail, I could have taken the train in, which I did a little later. But the day that I hiked in and I came across the top of that mountain and saw that beautiful city, ancient city of Machu Picchu, I knew that the right route for me was to walk in. So we all met and we started out that morning and there was a stream that was next to the trail. And I thought if I could take a few minutes and go down there and and just sit and meditate and kind of release what was happening in my body and lay in the water and let the water wash it away, that I would feel better about my experiences that were going on because I had just taken a big transformation in my life and my life was starting over. And um, so I went down to the stream and I had this most spiritual experience that was very touching to me. And then I came back up the trail and everyone was gone. They had started to hike this trail, and I was confused about which way to go, and then all these stories in my head about how I should have probably followed the group, and I had done something I shouldn't have done, and I, I'd wandered off, and um, a woman was out tilling the, the ground. She had an ancient hoe, that, that's the way they do the ground there, and she was tilling up potatoes, and she was a... Uh, a Peruvian Indian woman, and she was in this beautiful, bright-colored dress. And she had a baby on the back of her back in a little pouch. And then on, as she was working with the basket, she had this little boy. He, he was five years old. Um, I asked, and she told me how old he was. And she saw my look of confusion, and she came over, and I can speak some Spanish. So she spoke to me and let me know that, that they'd gone up the trail. But not to worry, there was a shortcut, and that her son would take me. And I looked at this little boy and I thought, this little boy's going to take me up the mountain. And she said to me, don't worry. He knows the way. He's hiked this trail many times. Just trust. She kept telling me, lady, just trust and follow my son up the mountain. And he took off. And so she said if I was going to go, I needed to go. And I started following this little five-year-old up the mountain. And I had a hard time keeping up with him. And I had been in very good shape. I had been hiking and running and backpacking and all sorts of things. But this little boy, he knew the trail. He knew where to put his feet. 
He knew where to walk up this trail. And he also knew to stop every once in a while and tell me a baby llama was there. And he also pointed out that the that the river was coming from the snow melting off Mount Elizabeth. And he wanted to show me the flowers. And as he's waiting for me to catch up and and in the beginning of hiking this trail, I was all in my head about how I'd done this wrong. I had left the group, and now I'm watching this little boy, and what if he doesn't know? All those stories that were happening. And it took a few minutes for me to calm down and see the beauty that this young boy was showing me that was all around me. And it, it was an incredible experience, and it was very, very beautiful as I was hiking on this trail. And sure enough, he, he knew the way, and he brought me to the group, and um, then he left. And so this little boy knew the path. He knew the way for me to, to hike up the mountain. And my requirements was to trust that he knew that. And I went inside to my inner intuitiveness that I've been taught to about um, through um, Louise Hayes' work. She calls it her inner ding, and that ability to instinctually know that this was okay to follow him. And that it was also okay that I went and took the meditation because that was very important as well. And so when you're looking for people to take you up and, and, and take you off the ledge onto the path, make sure that they know what they're doing. And it doesn't really mean that they have to look a certain way. Could just be a five-year-old boy who knew the path. And then it required me also to go inside and listen to my intuitive voice, which we're going to learn more about when we're here on the, when I get to be together with you on the radio the next few weeks. I'm so excited about that. And so that you can also learn what that feels like to just connect to that inner ding inside that will show you the path is there. So I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of, of the techniques I want to teach you today or share with you. I can't really teach you anything unless you're willing to receive, but if you're willing to receive, I will share what I was taught. Um, one of the things that Wayne Dyer's taught me, and, and he um, is, was an amazing healer, he still is, his energy still lives on, and I would really recommend you look him up. He has a, a book called Living an Inspired Life, which was one of his many writings, which really inspired me. And he said, I heard him listening to him recently in one of his um, YouTubes, is that we must stop the habit of believing every thought we have as being true. And I want to think, you to think about that for a minute. To stop the habit is an habitual habit to, to listen to the mind and go, okay, this is true. Was it true that I shouldn't have gone to the stream? Was it true that this little boy couldn't get me where I wanted to go? No, those things were not true. Even though my brain was playing that story, it wasn't true. And one of the first things I had to learn is to stop believing everything my brain tells me. Because everything message it gives me is not true. It's based on an experience that then creates a story about that experience, and then that becomes a belief. And if that belief isn't serving me anymore, then it's no good to me. And in order to change that, I have to go back into my brain and retrain the way my brain thinks about things. And what I would do, another um, technique I will show you in the beginning is that when my brain would chatter so much, I would set the timer on the stove for five minutes. And I would say, okay, we get five minutes to listen to you. And I would allow my brain to go for five minutes. And then it became 
five minutes every other day and five minutes a week until I was able to stop the chatter in my brain to understand that there are things that I was taught that are not true about what I am. There were things that I was taught that are not true about what I am. And I want you to understand that they're not true about who you are either. And one of the other um, people that I learned from in the very, very beginning, besides Wayne Dyers, was Julia Cameron. She writes a book called The Artist Way. And she had me do morning pages. And so when I get up in the morning, I've been doing these pages for 17 years now. I put my feet on the ground. I look at my affirmations that we'll talk about a little bit later if you don't know what those are. But those are affirmations are, are positive thoughts. And I look at my positive thoughts and I start my day with with that and then I go into my meditation room to start my meditation and the first thing I do is three pages of morning pages. That's just writing all the chatter that's going on in my brain, just writing about it and allowing it to stop. And getting the chatter to quiet down by writing it out so that I'm not spewing that on other people, I write the chatter down. So now it looks like as we're getting ready to go to a break and then I'm going to come back with Robert McKendrick is an amazing photographer, and he's going to talk about his story about how that he was able to find the people in his life to help him get off of the edge and to find the path down. And I want to thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, on Voice America's 7th Wave Radio. You can also find me at soulhealerspath.com. And you can see some of my art and Robert's art on gallerymoab.com. So um, join me back from the break and we'll get some more information about what that means to be on the path. And thank you for listening today. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Tune in every week for Blooming in the Light. Host Marie Helen Turen will take you on a journey of personal growth and happiness. By using her experiences and those of her guests, she shows you that challenges in your life are really blessings in disguise. Whether you're facing aversion in parenting, education, spirituality, or other life experiences, we're here to show you a broader and lighter side. Blooming in the Light can be heard every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. This is the 7th Wave Channel. 
on the Voice America Network. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back. Glad you came back with us. Uh, they are on the Welcome to the Mosaic Garden on Voice America's Seventh Wave. I am going to be call- talking to my guest, Robert McKendrick. Robert can be found at rmck.smugmug.com and Gallery Moab. He is a photographer, as I said before we left, that brings in beautiful healing light into his work. I've watched people come into the gallery personally when I was there. And, and come into tears about the work that he does. It's, it's an amazing ability, and it, it is a gift to be able to do that. Good afternoon, Robert, and welcome to the Mosaic Garden on Voice America, Seventh Wave Radio. Good afternoon, Christy. How are you doing? Good. So, Robert, is this your first time on radio? This is the first time I've ever been on the radio. Excellent. Well, welcome. How much fun we're going to have. I'm excited. Robert, I have a few questions I'd like to ask you about, because our episode is called um, Three Feet from the Edge and Breathe. And um, actually, I want to tell our listeners you inspired that, actually, that conversation about Three Feet from the Edge and the Edge and the Edge and Breathe and Breathe and Breathe when you were telling me that I sat with you and you could see the path down there. And I, I was inspired to have this show from, from that conversation we had. So, Robert, can you share with our listeners what it means to be Three Feet from the Edge? Well, three feet from the edge is a metaphor. And basically, if you were to a point where you were going to commit suicide, you'd be standing on the edge and ready to jump. By being three feet from the edge, it's just you finally had enough emotional trauma in life, enough pain, that it has put you up to a point where you're starting to think about committing suicide. In reality, you don't want to hurt yourself. You don't want to hurt the people you love, but you're to a point where you're starting to understand it. You're starting to be able to justify it. And that's what actually woke me up was that I could finally, now I could justify it when in the past, I would say that anybody that committed suicide was a very selfish person. But I had changed my opinion to where the people around you that didn't want you to do anything were the ones that were being selfish and they weren't allowing you to get out of your own pain. And that woke me up and I'm three feet from the edge and I'm trying to figure out just exactly what I'm doing and where I'm at. I don't want to go through with the act of committing suicide. Oh, this is very brave of you to actually be on the radio and talking about this because I think a lot of people want to hide that anyone thinks about that. And uh, majority of us have probably had that idea in our head. It's a subject that I find that most people don't want to talk about. They're really uncomfortable. But it's a subject I'm also seeing in the news and what's going on that a lot of people are, le- are leaving this planet. And um, and it's a shame because it doesn't really have to happen if they know that there's somebody that can listen and understand and they can find ways to be okay with their emotional feelings. And I just want to thank you today, actually, for being so open, Robert, for doing this. This, this, is, this is a subject that, 
that um, is close to my heart since my grandfather committed suicide when I was a child. And I would really like to be able to bring it out more in the open so people can talk about it before it happens. Robert, can you tell us how deep these um, emotional feelings you were having were and how long you've been holding them? Well, basically, the emotional pain, it's hard to explain it in words on where and how deep it comes from. Most of the time, you don't even realize that it's there. It comes from such an early age. And mine was from the time I was six years old. And... My mother had kept me away from my father and his family. Um, she used me and my sister as a pawn to be able to hurt them. I had a stepfather that would rather beat you than do anything else. And then I got into some relationships that were pretty selfish. They misused the trust. They crushed your belief in yourself. And each time these events would happen and they'd get more and more they just keep burying this deep-seated emotional trauma where this pain's inside of you, and then people are asking you to be able to ex- explain it, and you don't know how to explain it. You All you know is you're feeling this pain, and all this emotional traumatized events that have happened, and then I had a stressful upper management job in a service facility. All this stuff keeps building and building and getting deeper and deeper and you don't know how to deal with it, you're actually taught that you're not supposed to express emotion. You're supposed to try to hold it in and then you're, it, you can't. It's, you're just not... Eventually, it's going to build up and it's going to come out. Yeah, and, and how did that come out? Can you share well, with me that? Um, when you're when you're standing three feet from the edge and you're trying to explain things to people, you don't want to commit suicide. You're trying to ask for help and you're trying to talk to people. They can't see and understand what it is that you're saying. You, you're frustrated because you can't even explain it. So it comes out in different ways that are most often, I think, are misunderstood. They think that you're being stubborn, you're being mean, you're being upset, you're having eruptions of emotions or pain that somebody has done something. And I think the the one thing that you taught me that explained it to me the most was when you showed me Debbie Ford's work about the beach balls in the pool and all these beach balls have a different emotion tied to it. You're trying to hold them under. You just can't. And when something happens, they start popping out from underneath you. And what other people perceive that and see that to be, they don't understand what the, what it is. You don't. So it's kind of hard to be able to get other people to understand that as well. Yes, I, I do enjoy Debbie Ford's work. It's, um, it's an amazing process of learning to... Um, to love all sides of us. And we'll, we'll talk about her work a little later on in the program, if anyone's interested, not this, this week, but we, it will be coming up because her work about looking at who we are from all aspects, that we have all these emotions and that we are, we are, we are the kind person and we're also the, the mean person that all is held up inside of us. And once we can understand that, that we are all of that and we can see ourselves as a whole being, then there's more self-love that comes from that. So when you were three feet from the edge 
And you were talking about breathing. Tell me just for a moment in our metaphor about being three feet from the edge. What does breathing mean? Well, when you're standing three feet from the edge and you're looking at the edge, you basically have gotten to a point where there's some people in your life that you thought would be there to support you and help you, and they didn't. They, through their arrogance or their own ignorance, some people have watched too much TV psychologists. They think they've become one. Others, you know, people that love you and care about you, they want to help you. They're trying to help you. They just don't know how to help you and then you're frustrated because you don't know how to explain anything or how to help yourself so then somebody like you comes along and not only are you willing to tell me how to find a path out of there but you walk up to that three feet from the edge with me and then you start explaining that there's going to be a path that we can take there's going to be a lot of pain involved in the path there's going to be some high points some low points and you're going to show me and teach me the way to be able to deal with those low points and try to keep more high than low. And along this path, we will find a way to be able to just stand back and breathe and take each step, one step at a time, and deal with each event one step at a time. And then there will be different ways to be able to do those. So just stop and breathe. And now instead of three feet from the edge, I'm six feet from the edge. And then ten feet from the edge. But there is no way that I could have done that without what you taught me and the support that I got from my dad, my kids, a special friend that I made. Those people and that helped me be able to just relax and sit back and breathe and start seeing the stories for what they really were, just stories. So when you're... um Sharing with my our listeners here, what I'm getting a little bit, but I want to get a little more fine-tuned about what it was you needed from the people around you when when your life was falling apart and you were feeling like you had to jump. What did you really need from the people around you? Well, the people from around me, I know that I put, you know, my dad and my son and daughter through some pretty rough times. They care about you. They love you. They're trying to help you. And even the the one special friend that I made, she was there all the time. And basically, you need to hear the truth. Uh, when you told me to put together a life team and ask people to be on my life team, you you know, if you're crying and you're trying to play the victim, you need people to tell you you're playing the victim. But you also need people to be honest with you and support you, listening to you about what is really going on inside you. I couldn't explain it. And that's why I knew I put, you know, these people through some really rough times. They had to sit and listen to things that I was, that was bothering me. Not what was bothering them, but what was bothering me. And what I, you know, when I checked myself into a behavioral hospital, and I was going in for anxiety, panic attacks that I never knew how to deal with. They would not listen to me. All they wanted to do was know why I tried to commit suicide. And I kept trying to explain to them, I didn't. This is what's going on. Those people around you have to truly listen. Listen to what is going on inside you. 
is not going to make sense most of the time because most of the time you really don't know what's going on inside you, but you have to be able to work it out. The metaphor that you used for me that you taught me about the pond, your pond has got a lot of trash there, it looks ugly, and then you start cleaning it up. Now you got some nice pretty wetlands going, some cattails, flowers, but then you're dredging that bottom of that pond up trying to get all the rest of that deep-seated emotion out. If you don't have the people around to be able to support you when you do that, I don't think that I would have been strong enough to do it on my own. I needed that help. And I'm just grateful that people were there. The people that stayed with me to help me were there. And I just can't be grateful enough for what you've taught me and what they give me for support. Wonderful. Robert, um, tell me some of the steps that you use every day and the techniques you use that actually help you to... um, be here on the radio today. Was was that easy, or was that what kind of steps was did you need to take to be here? No, it's extremely difficult to be able to talk and even open up because part of getting pushed into that emotional trauma and that pain is you find that um, you get tired of being hurt. You get tired of being judged. Uh, most people won't listen to you. So, And then when they do, they don't want to hear what you've got to say. So, you know, going through and hearing all the negative comments one after another after another, the one thing that you taught me that worked probably the best for me was when you had me writing down, whenever I had a negative thought, write it down. And for the first little while, I could fill a page in a notebook, and then you'd have me go burn it. And then after a while, I was struggling. I was having a hard time finding enough negative thoughts to fill that page. The next one from that was when you had me write down a negative thought and then write down two, three, or four positive thoughts, split the page. The negative thoughts were on the left. The positive thoughts were on the right. And starting to retrain the brain to go from negative and believe in all the stories that are about you to positive and actually believe in you. When you have enough emotional trauma, the, the self-esteem is just crushed. It's, it's brought down so deep that there has to be some point to be able to start a foundation and start building it back up again. So tell me what part your art plays in this, your photography. Well, for a long time, even when I started working with you, I was struggling trying to figure out what grounded meant, and I could not get it placed in my head. The more that I worked with you and the more that I got understanding about being grounded, I figured out that I'd been doing it for a long time. My way of being able to escape all the pain and get away is I love the mountains. So I would go on four or five, six-hour hikes and just take off and... Every time I do it, I would come back rejuvenated and feel good, and I just never understood what that was doing. I got to a point where I loved photography, and I started taking pictures. A lot of time, my photography doesn't meet the quote-unquote rules of photography. The composition isn't exactly what it should be, or it's uh, not got the right 
f-stop or whatever in the photography but that point the reason i take the picture is because it moves me it's uh, got some emotional belief behind it and if i can take a picture and have it where somebody else feels that emotion and feels what's coming out of it that reverence for nature nature has just got so much to it that it can offer and give to people and there's so much beauty in it if i can take that picture and have somebody actually relate to it and feel that that gives me an ability to be able to express and see that there is a lot of good. I just have to keep working on it and keep actually developing it. So if um, you had something that you could share with our listeners here to help them deal with um, being on the edge and breathing, what, what would you share with them? Uh, probably the thing the most is appreciation and forgiveness. Appreciate the people that you have in your life that will give you support. Um, forgive the people that caused issues. I've Probably the hardest thing that you taught me to do was writing a letter of forgiveness to my mother. That was extremely difficult and extremely hard to deal with. Um, but I also have to be awful thankful about things, too. My mother is out of my life, and my father is in it. My mother caused a lot of the pain, but she also taught me that when my father came into my life, how grateful I could be. The appreciation that those people that support you and are there for you, it takes a lot of bravery on their part to be there for you. A lot of bravery. I, I don't think people really understand how much you put those people through. Be grateful that they're there for you in your life. The cowardness of the ones that abandon you and walk away from you, be grateful for the lesson that they taught you. They showed you how to appreciate those ones that stayed and were there for you and never left you. And... You know, you can never express in words to those people that were there for you of how much it means because you couldn't do it on your own. There's there's no way. The stuff that you showed me about getting on this path and following this path and using the different techniques to take there and build a more beautiful life, all that responsibility is yours. Those people can all want to do that as much as they want to. They can want to support you. People can want to help you, but the responsibility for yourself is yourself. And understanding and dealing with what's inside you all leads to one thing, and it leads to you loving yourself. And it's amazing how many positive people, just like the special friend that I told you about, when I first started this, I talked to Christy about how people would shun me and walk away from me, and she said, you don't understand the negative energy that's coming out of you. The more positive you get, the more positive people you'll draw into your life and the more negative people you'll push away. This one friend that I've made, she's amazing. She talks to, she's always, and she's gone through probably as much if not more emotional trauma than I have, but they don't have that negative and you start feeling that shift. But if you don't okay. do it and you don't have the responsibility for yourself, you're not going to get it. Wonderful, wonderful, Robert. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you can also, once again, 
find Robert's work on rmcksmugmug.com and gallerymoab.com. It's, it's beautiful, and it really does touch your soul. Um, there's a piece you gave me. Can you tell me the name of that piece before we leave? Illumination. Illumination, yeah. It was done in Antelope Canyon. It's this beautiful light. And we're going to come back from our break and do a meditation with that light that comes through that picture. And I want to thank you, Robert, so much for being here. Sure. I appreciate you giving me the time. Okay. So we're going to go to a break right now, and we'll see you back from the break. Please join me. We will be doing a guided lighted meditation to just embody the things that we are learning here today. Thank you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. The divine lives within every one of us. Some people just need help unlocking it. Once you understand your own shadow self, you can begin to take steps to say goodbye to remorse, guilt, and shame. Then, own up to living your life with great delight. Listen for Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with host Jim Stacy. For 15 years, Jim has studied the Aramaic language, the non-religious language of Yeshua. And through that language, you can learn how to choose the life you want to live and live above smallness and the victim. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live, channels to a new reality, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.com. KP at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the Mosaic Garden. So appreciate um, having Robert here today to share his story of um, being on the edge and finding the path down. I'm so grateful for the things I've learned. It seems like every time I do uh, work with a client, I learn so much more about myself. It's it's like we're all so connected that you can't just work with somebody and not have it affect you. And that's the greatest thing about doing the healing work and the schematic work is when I work on myself, I work on everyone. And when they work on themselves, they work on me. And we're all so connected in that fiber of life. We're We're part of that web. And I really appreciated the opportunity to see people that are growing. And most of the teachers that I've had in my life have gone through some obstacles to get to where they're at. Um, 
and I guess I like that part. I like that they've been where I've, I've been and been where Robert been, and, and then they can actually teach from that place. Um, it gives them more credibility in, in my world. Uh, I want to I really encourage you to go look at Robert's art. Um, the illumination piece he talked about at the end for a moment there, the name of it, is in my meditation room. And it's actually going to inspire the meditation that we're going to do together here tonight. I, I remembered I was in... Um, um, Anchor Wat in a little room it's called the, the center of the earth and once a year during the equinox time the, the light will come through the center of the earth and if you stand under it you can feel this ray of just healing that comes from this light and I happened to be there when it was happening and was able to stand underneath there and feel it, this light and when I see Robert's picture the illumination that he took in Antelope Canyon with the light just coming through at the right angle and time, which was a lot of work because you have to have a guide take you in there and you've got to be there for a certain period of time and actually catch that. It's very hard to catch that light and he, he was able to do that. Then when I look at that piece, I'm back there in Anchor Watt feeling that same energy of that light coming through the room. So what I'd like you to do now is to take a seat back, relax. We're going to do some schematic work here. We're going to go on a luminary trip and we're going to connect with this light source that is who we are. So I want you to remember as you sit back and take a deep breath, a time in your life when you felt connected to something special. You know, it might have only been a few minutes, it might it might have been longer. It it's a time where you saw a new baby or a new puppy or something really sweet and you just felt this this warmth inside, like you had gone home to this place that you don't really know about, but you know it's there. And I want you to take yourself there for a moment. What does it feel like to be in that place? Breathe it in. What does it feel like to be in that moment of energy where that light of enlightenment, the true knowing that you are a divine being of love, touched you? That you were connected to something bigger than you? And as you sit in that moment of feeling that energy, let it expand. Let it grow a little bit. Let it get bigger that that moment in time. And what does it feel like? And where is it in your body that you're feeling that energy? And just imagine that that is filling your entire being. and, And even imagine it to be so Ask it to be so that you can feel that moment of time as it expands. The true connection to your divinity, the beautiful being that you are of light. And as you're sitting there, breathing this in, relaxing, allowing yourself to be with that light, imagine that white ray of light coming down into your heart. Breathing that into that feeling that you're having of that moment of enlightenment when you had this connection. And breathe that light all the way in, into your heart. Just letting it expand and feel big and, and just follow that glowing white light, a direct light from the source coming into your heart. And expanding there. And then imagine it to be so that you're pulling up some energy from the earth. 
this light from the earth. And that light that's coming down into your heart goes all the way through and out your groin into the earth. Out your sit bones, right into the earth. And it grows these roots that are very deep and very long going into the core and the center of that earth. Just reaching deep down. That groundedness that connects you to the earth. And as you're taking that light into your heart and putting it down and putting it into the earth and letting it expand, with your breath, bring up some of the energy from the earth. That healing energy from Pachimama, our great mother, the one who holds us in her deep love. Pachimama, the mother of all. Breathe that energy up. And it comes up and channels into your heart. And it's just full of divine light and energy and expansion into your heart. Breathing that up and allowing any negative thoughts to go back on your exhale, down through that light into the earth. Because Pachimama, the Great Mother, she has the ability to, to take everything and mulch it back as flowers. Where we came from, when we leave, we go back into flowers, beautiful flowers. She plants those seeds of all possibility. So breathe the light up as it comes into your heart and expands, allowing the heart to feel soft, loving, and open. Ah, yes. And then with the next inhale, bring that light down from the crown. Expanding that light down from the crown. The light that's coming into your heart now expands up and meets that light and goes out the crown. Connecting to great spirit, the yin-yang, the father and the mother that divinely love us, that great spirit who knows all about who we are and knows that we are the divine, beautiful being of light that we are creating right now. And you bring the light down through the crown into the heart and let it expand, let it grow, pulsating with the heart, And then bringing the light up from the earth and let those two meet. The two shall meet in the heart. The connection to Great Mother, the Pachimama, the connection to Great Spirit, the Father, bringing it down into the heart and letting it pulsate. Asking that it can penetrate through the body and heal any disease that you're feeling right now. Just being one with the light as it pulsates in the heart, coming up from the earth and down from the heavens. Ah, expanding upon that memory of when you were connected to the divine, the divine love of who you really are, that light, this being of light. And as you sit with that, put your hand on your heart and just feel what it feels like to be in that beautiful light and let it expand out into the entire body just pulsating with light, beautiful light, pure white crystallized light. And then if you're willing, I'm going to ask that you expand that light out into the room, knowing that there is an unlimited amount of light and love. There is no limit to how much you can have. And expand it out to the room and fill the room within your sitting. Vibrate with that light as it pulsates with your heart. Coming up from the earth, down from the heavens and out into the room, expanding, becoming one with that pulsating light, the divinity of all. 
And then I'm going to ask you to expand it out into the community you live in. Letting that light flow out, touching the community you live in with light, vibrant love, energetic light, pulsating from the heart, going out into the community, and then let's let it expand into the state or the providence in which you live, letting it go, out, pulsating, touching everything that it sees with that divine, beautiful light. (sighs) And then inviting it to encompass the earth as we all send our light out to the earth, allowing the earth to heal, the great earth that keeps us alive and feeds us so much needs our love right now. It touches the earth, it touches the animals, the plants, touches the water, touches the oceans, touches the sun, all light force as it goes out, growing and expanding from that consciousness of that beautiful moment that we had connected to our divine, pulsating out into the earth. Then I'm going to ask you to expand it to the universe. Let's send it out to the heavens and the stars and, and everywhere in the universe, to all the other planets, sending love and light and enlightenment, letting it pulsate from the true light that you are. Feeling that. And then as you bring it back in, On your inhale, bringing it back into the earth, just pulling the light back, knowing that what we just touched is still touched by light, bringing it back into the room, letting it come back into your body, inhaling it back into your heart. Knowing like every shamanic meditation we do, it can go, you can come here anytime you want and reconnect. And as you bring it back, wiggle your toes, Yeah, wriggle your fingers, shake your shoulders, blink your eyes a little bit, and say in gratitude, thank you for this moment that we got to share connected to that divine light. And I say in gratitude to you, thank you for this moment that you're sharing with me. Time is the most precious gift we can give anyone, and so when you're here sharing time with me, I am totally honored and grateful for this sacred moment of sharing time with you. I want to thank again Voice America for allowing me to be here. And if you would like to look up and see more about me, go to soulhealerspath.com and join me next week when we will be talking about exploring from shattered to meaning. And my guest will be Brian Benson, who does alignment body works. And my second guest will be Ashley Peterson. She is the author of Free Spirited Faith, Seven Ways to Healing from Heartbreak. And breaking the patterns and she's a special guest because she's actually my daughter and I'm very proud of her and what she's doing and so Brian and Ashley will join us next week and we look forward to listening and hearing from you again at Welcome to the Mosaic Gardens Voice America's Seventh Wave Radio with your host Christy Allen the Mosaic Shaman follow me on Facebook on the Mosaic Killing Gardens and soulhealerpath.com and thank you for your time today namaste and may that light follow you wherever you go Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. 
Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 